night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It got on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east the master bedroom where the vampires peace. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just Guest included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocky, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin, Rex's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the match. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And you, my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can monster mash. Good evening, folks. Yes, you heard that right. We open the show with the Monster Mash. I am your host here, Raven Sylvanus Walker, the Order of Standing Oak, and priest of the Raven Temple of CX Wicca here in Springfield. And it's that time of year, folks. It's when everything's coming up, which is everybody's talking about us. We just had Hocus Pocus 2 come out. And everything's just going crazy and all that good stuff. But, you know, hey, that's what we are, uh, uh, you know, have to deal with. And and so it's like, okay, you know, we'll deal with it. But tonight we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Salon. We're going to be talking about heathen practices for the uh, uh, winter nights and and some things like that. And I'll tell you kind of about what some things that we've got going on. And kind of tell you some stories and things like that. And we're also going to have some music. 
and things in between. So it's, yeah, we've got a lot coming up. But uh, no, I just want to say that, um, you know, we're preparing. We've got a lot of things going on. And I'm seeing a lot of groups, a lot of covens, a lot of people are out and about getting busy. A lot of books by authors coming out uh, uh, to walk away to walk a pagan path by Alaric Albertson is being reintroduced, reproduced. And oh yes, one of the cool things about that is I got to do an interview with Raven, uh, with uh, Alaric, and um, it was so cool because I got to talk about his book and stuff. But also I got one of his decks of. Uh, Rune cards. He is the Futhark, and it comes with the booklet, and it tells about the rune poem for the Anglo-Saxons, and it's just very, very cool. And uh, you know, I think you should check him out. We'll put some links to where his books are and things like that, and give you some information about him. But yeah, he's getting ready to uh, have his new book release, and I think he's working on some other projects and stuff too. So, yeah, we've got all of that going on. And there's covens that are getting ready for ritual and all that. And we've got some stuff coming up, too, with that. I'll, I'll tell you about that. Um, but also, it's like, it's that time of year. Uh, I think this year, I'm really going back to the pagan roots. I'm not, I'm not going so far as to, like... You know, go into the commercial side. Yeah, we've got Halloween and all that stuff and the kids and all that. That's great. But, you know, we've lost people this year. We lost uh, my high priest, William Byler, Shamus Gentine, also known as Edgewalker, the man who brought me into the craft. He was very, very important, and we lost him here about four months ago, three months ago. So that was pretty sad. And then here this last month, we lost one of our members of Raven Temple, we lost uh, Pam Forbes. Uh, you know, I had just seen her like a few days before she passed. And, it, it, you know, it makes me want to be, <clears throat> excuse me, more respectful, more thoughtful about what our ancestors are doing. And we'll talk about some of that here in a little bit about what Raven Temple is doing because we've got something pretty cool coming up. <clears throat> Pardon my throat. I just smoked a little herb and I got a little... A little cotton mouth and a little dry throat, but we'll get to that too. Grab yourself a beverage, grab yourself a joint, sit back, relax, because we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, one thing I'm surprised that I haven't had to deal with this year is a lot of the questions about what is Samhain? What does it mean to be a witch? Are witches evil? After a while, you know, as long as I've been into this and dealt with people who have never really, you know, never really uh, had to, you know, had to deal with, you know, the, the persecution and things that people go through. Because here in my town, people have had kids taken away and things like that. And at Samhain, it gets kind of bad, you know. It, it can get bad because of the simple fact that everybody thinks that witches are Satanists. We're not Satanists. I mean, there are Satanic witches, but those are the people I really don't groove with, so... But anyway, you know, it's like, so you've got to deal with that. But <clears throat> I think the, one of the things is now that I'm, I'm leading a more, more heathen-centric situation because we're getting ready to do uh, Samhain and 
a uh, Mother's Night ritual with our group, Raven Temple of CX Wicca. And, uh, you know, so we've got some things going on there. But, like, it's like, you know, it's good to not have to deal with it. Or have the, the, the obligatory witch on this 10 o'clock news telling people that we're not going to come out and eat your kids. I don't want to eat your kids. I want to eat a sandwich. You know, the, ain't that what they say? Uh, uh, unbaptized boys uh, are good between couple Kaiser rolls with some hot mustard. You know, because we eat babies, you know. So, But no, we don't eat babies. But those stereotypes are going to be put out there forever and ever. Um, one thing I do like talking about is the, the traditions and the things that go around it, you know, the, the harvest things and stuff like that, you know, with the fact that I follow a druidic path. I've, I'm starting to really embrace the Norse scale side of things where you take a heathen, a Gaelic heathen type of of situation and work it together. And the only reason why that works so well for me is knowing that there are Viking settlements that were, you know, on Ireland proper that are still there today. They have parks that are built on one of the largest Viking, uh, one of the largest Viking burial grounds in uh, Europe is in Dublin, Ireland. It's in one of their parks. It's pretty huge. And so it's like when you have the Irish Celts and the Viking and the Viking Norse, you know, coming together the way that they did those hundreds of years ago, it's 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 a no-brainer, you know, to be able to take the heathen side of things, even though I follow a more Anglo-Saxon path. But it's all interconnected. We know that it's interconnected. Um, but you know, talking about you know where jack-o'-lanterns came from, the hollowed-out turnip. Uh, the traditions of scaring the the beasties and ghosts and things away from the village and stuff, and using it as a time of connection to the dead, divination. Divination, I'm starting to really, really, really get into. Um, mostly because of the fact that I think without divination, your practices can't be effective to a degree. It's up to us to kind of look into the future and see what it is that we need to work with and work on and work towards and things like that. And I think at Samhain, one of the greatest things about it is that's our night. That's the night that we get to say to our loved ones, people that have died and gone on my grandma's, my grandpa's, my dad, uh, my high priest, my high priestess Amber um, and things like that, you know. And, and Raven and friends that have gone on and passed on that, you know, I miss and things like that. You know, the pain, they say that the pain never goes away. And that's true. But when I think I think one of the things is that as pagan brothers and sisters, we can come together for Samhain and honor the old gods and the ancestors and call out to them. Use divination. Talk to them. Bust out your tarot. Bust out your runes, which we're going to have those are going to be used at our ritual um, and things like that because it's it's how we you know how we welcome them you know I'm, I'm another thing is I'm kind of sensitive to spirits uh, I've told stories about this you know that I've seen spirits in my home and you know in my bedroom and at various rituals and stuff 
But, you know, a lot of people freak out. They're like, oh, no, the ghosts are going to get me. The ghosts are not going to get you. The ghosts are there because they're there. You know, their history, their the people that wherever you're at, those are the ones that are tied to that place, that are tied to the land, that are tied to everything, you know. So it's like it's very cool to have the ability to do what we do as witches and pagans, that we can honor the gods and that we can go into many states of, of, of consciousness to uh, connect with and to like honor and talk to the to the gods and goddesses and our uh, ancestors. And that's one thing I want to talk about right now too is because okay, here in just a very short week or two, week and a half, two weeks, whatever it's going to be between now and Samhain, uh one thing we're getting ready to uh, have a couple of our uh, members, Initiate into the Raven Temple of CX Wick. I'm so excited for them. Uh, they're some great friends. I did their hand fasting, and these folks are top notch. And they are really they live for the gods. They live for the mysteries, and they're very, you know, they're versed in some witchcraft tradition, but they're really looking into the Saxon. Uh, traditions and things like that that we follow through Dr. Buckland's uh, The Tree of Saxon Books of Witchcraft, which he wrote in 1974 in Big Blue. There's a lot of stuff there to really work with. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, I really gravitate towards the witchcraft side of heathenism. I mean, I can do the Azatruish type stuff, but I kind of, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm not just going to honor the gods all the time. You know, I want to be one of those that work with the powers of the earth, the powers of the nature spirits and the people and things like that, and herbalism and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's more beneficial. I don't know if you think it's more beneficial, but I think for pagans of all stripe, uh, it's how we work and how we practice that kind of shapes our souls, shapes our next incarnation. And what we're going to be doing also at our Samhain Rituals, I, we're going to have some people here. I'm very happy that I've got some good friends that I haven't seen for quite a while that are going to be joining us. And um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a uh, Samhain uh, ritual that involves oracular Seder. And a bloat and stumble for winter nights. And the oracular Seder, what we're doing is, uh, I don't know how many of you have heard the stories of the Oracle of Delphi, but in those early pagan times, people with questions would travel to the Oracle of Delphi, and she would be sitting in this place atop a, a, a banister that emitted gaseous fumes and she would sit there, and the people would come, and they would ask her questions about the love, their loved ones and the gods. And under the influence of trance, the Oracle of Delphi would give these people information, would tell them things that they needed to know. In Oracular Seder, the uh, process for this is called sitting the high seat. And what normally sitting the high seat is normally done by a woman. But 
I think more men are starting to realize that magic is for everybody and that the stigmatisms that came with it through Saxon and uh, Nordic society, there are Vikis, there are Gothis, there are uh, all kinds of male shamans and sorcerers that are sitting the high seat. But basically what's sitting the high seat is the same kind of a procedure that you would uh, find as in, you know, working with like the Oracle of Delphi. But what we're going to do is I'm going to have our uh, members of the coven here of the temple and we're going to go into a state of trance and I'm going to uh, let the folks assembled come forward and if they have questions, uh, try to answer them just the same way that you would see in what uh, was occurring with the Oracle of Delphi. Um, this is going to be something we do a lot of celebratory type of ritual and stuff every Samhain, but I think we need to get more experiential you know, really get into that. So that's why we're doing this ritual. And plus, I know a lot of people within our group and in our community have lost loved ones or just might have questions for the universe about their life and things like that. So it's like we're going to give them the opportunity to, um, you know, really uh, experience that. And then after that ritual portion, we're going to go into the next part of the evening, which we're going to do uh, the sumble, and the sumble is for us. We're going to do it in three rounds, where we uh, make our, our our questions and things known to the gods themselves, starting with uh, Thor, and then uh, Freya, and then Odin. And after those three rounds. We will co-continue to the rest of the ritual and close out circle. And then we're going to have a uh, community potluck or bloat where we're going to eat and honor the gods and honor each other. And this is going to be really cool. Another thing that I'm starting to get really interested into is Woden's uh, ravens, because we are a raven temple, uh, looking into the concepts of weird and uh, Hogan and Munin thought and memory so i think with learning raven magic or working my own raven magic we want to come together one night and do a two ravens ritual which i think would be very very cool um and you know just you know get these things where we can learn and come together and really be experiential instead of just being run of the mill where we just do simple easy stuff I mean, you know, there are people that may not understand it, but I think the ones that really gravitate to, towards what the magic is all about are going to understand it, and they're going to appreciate it, and it's going to work. I believe that magic works if you work it, but, it, you know, you don't, if you don't give it the chance. Um, also, we've got some things going on. We're getting ready to kind of get things going for, for uh, the beginnings of a Golden Dawn Lodge. Uh, we're starting a uh, study group for uh, Esoteric Kabbalah, Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn studies through their self-initiation self book uh, and some other things, Kabbalah, Goetia, uh, the uh, 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 Book of Solomon the King, 
things like that, a lot of ceremonial magic and ritual. So we've got that coming along. And that's just the thing, you know, it's like there's so much magic just welling up at this time of year. Like they say, the veil is thin. And I not only believe that as the veil gets thinner, then, you know, that we can have the the ideas of, you know, the vampires and the witches and things that are spooky and stuff. I think our spirits, our, our pagan selves, get really supercharged. I mean, just from knowing that we can part the veil, we can do the divinations, we can do the rituals and things, which, um, you know, I think we have a lot to look forward to in that. The other thing that, you know, I kind of want to put out there is, folks, it is getting very close to the midterm elections. And for us pagans, it's very important for two reasons. One, we've got these right-wingers that want to get rid of anything that isn't Christian. That includes us. So please get out there and vote. This is our right. Also, the thing of that they want to, you know, demonize the LGBTQ plus community, uh, trans people. Um, everything is a boogeyman. They're saying that kids are being turned trans and that they're threatening to blow up children's hospitals. So, people, it's very important that uh, we get out there and, uh, uh, you know, just really... Uh, not let this happen. This and also they overturned Roe versus Wade. This is a woman's right to her body. That's a pagan woman's right to her body. Um, it's just like you know, uh, uh, I don't want to see a a repeat of what happened to witches so many years ago. You know, the burning times and things like that. And so it's like. You know, I just hope that everything is safe in your communities and stuff. But if you can see that we need to protect our people, to protect ourselves, to protect our loved ones, get out there and vote. Vote your conscience. Vote for the people that are not going to try and take away your religious liberty, that are not going to try to take away your right to love and marry who it is that you want to love and marry. And also to just allow us to live our lives as magical people. I don't want to go into hiding. I don't want to go back into the broom closet. And I know you don't want to either. But, you know, that's like one of the things that we have to deal with. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a song. We're going to play it, and then we're going to come back and talk some more and give you a little bit more music and just have a really cool time on this Samhain is Coming podcast from a pagan perspective. And we're going to go ahead and give this over to the song The Burning Times by Charlie Murphy from Rumors of the Big Wave here on the podcast. Thank you. 
cool of the evening They used to gather Neat the stars in the meadows Circle near an old oak tree At the times appointed By the seasons of the year And the phases of the moon In the center Stood a woman Equal with the others And respected for her worth One of the many we call We call the witches The healers and the teachers Of the wisdom of the earth And the people grew through the knowledge She gave them Herbs to heal their bodies Spells to make their spirits whole Can't you hear them chanting Healing incantations Calling forth the wise ones Celebrating and dance and song As a start today on a Hecatodometer Kali Inanna Eyes is a start today on a Hecatodometer Kali Inanna Eyes is a start today on a Hecatodometer Kali Inanna Every those who came to power Through domination And they bonded in the worship of a dead man on a cross They sought control Of the common people By demanding allegiance To the Church of Rome And the Pope declared An inquisition It was war against the women Whose power they feared In this holocaust Against the nature people Nine million European women died And the tale is told of those Who by the hundreds Holding together Chose their death in the sea While chanting the praises of The mother goddess Of refusal of betrayal Women were dying to be free And the men still burn her, 
dripping her down with mining and the poisons of the war. Said to us, the earth is a healer, a teacher, a mother, a weaver of a web of light that keeps us all alive. She gives us the vision to see through the chaos. She gives us the courage. It is our will to survive. All right, we are back. That was Charlie Murphy from Rumors of the Big Wave. Uh, I just had a phone call, so I had to redo this clip. People are are uh, uh, really rude when it comes to trying to sell you stuff at almost 7.30 at night. I don't like that. But anyway, um, I was saying before I got so rudely called um, that we are getting ready to have a lot of potluck dinners and things like that. And I, I say... Look up Cunningham's Kitchen Witches Cookbook, and there are a bunch of other Kitchen Witches Cookbooks. There's so many, and most good Wicca 101 books have good recipes for cakes and 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 cookies and breads and stuff like that. And we're gonna have lots of soups and meats. I'm personally for our uh, get together for Raven Temple. I am making chili and cornbread. And I'm going to have some adult beverages. And for the ritual, I've got a two-year-old two bottle of uh, raspberry mead that's sitting in the fridge. And that's what we're going to use for the uh, sumble portion of our ritual. And then I think here pretty soon, I'm going to start my next batch of uh, mead because I just love to brew. I love it. I brew for the gods. I'm very magical when I brew. And, uh, you know, I've given bottles to friends and things like that. But the ones that you can save back and, and use them for ritual and watch everybody go, oh, my God, that's so good. I love that. And I like the idea. I've done videos on YouTube, A Pagan Perspective on YouTube and what I've done is I've done videos of me making this batch of mead and the thing that I loved about it was we started from the beginning and we all the way went all the way through until bottling and then after that I did a video of the tasting and it was just beautiful and I think now that it's had time to age for almost two years I think that it is just going to be phenomenally tasty and stuff like that. So it's like if you want something new to have like a resolution for as we come into the new year and things like that, try something uh, as, as a pagan craft. You know, uh, you know, try making mead if you're so inclined, or you know, start collecting your stones for your ritual altar. Uh, some stones and things that I recommend for right now for uh, Samhain time. I love hematites. I love bloodstone. I like any red and black stones. I love amber. I love jet. Um, those are some really good stones for psychism and things like that. And then I love all the herbs um, and the oils and stuff. And that's another thing right now. It's If you've got herbs that you have been drying, it's time to get them into uh, candles 
and to use them for making oils and so many of these other things that you can make with them and put them away and have them on hand because then that way you don't have to go to uh, Super Witchy Mart and pay an arm and a leg to, you know, uh, to have to, you know, really uh, stock the, the cupboard because a lot of this stuff you can do yourself and do it for fairly cheap if you like. And if not barter, I know pagans are the best barterers in the world. If you've got something that you can do for a friend and they've got some good herbs or they've got some good oil that they make and stuff, trade back and forth because pagans are some of the most resourceful, coolest people when it comes to that kind of uh, uh, situation. Also, like I was saying earlier on, Get your divination. I mean, uh, a lot of people will use pendulums. Other people will use, uh, 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 can do palm readings and astrology. I'm really starting to get into astrology too. Uh, a lot of things that are, uh, uh, you know, coming into the new year. I'm looking at the pagan side of ceremonial magic, uh, looking at books such as The Witch's Kabbalah by Ellen Cannon Reed. And some other writers that have, uh, you know, kind of put their hat into the ring. I'm looking at the idea of the Celtic Golden Dawn as written by John Michael Greer and things like that. So we've got a lot of stuff going on there. And I think some of my favorite stuff right now is working with the runes and also working with tarot. I have my very first tarot deck still. That tarot deck I got in 1993, so let's see, 93 to 30 years. This deck is 30 years old, and you know how many readings I've done for myself and others uh, with this deck? This deck speaks to me, and it's a simple Rider weight deck that you can get either offline or you can get it from just about any of your occult sellers and stuff and it's one of the for me it's it's an easier version the only other versions that i really like is i have a deck of dragon tarot and then i also had uh i think i still have it uh the uh witch's uh tarot by ellen cannon reed and another one of my um uh favorite decks it's huge though it's very hard to shuffle which is the pagan path deck and um, I love the cards. I love the symbolism. That one's if you're a druid, that one is really sings to me. Also, you have animal oracles, uh, and that's another thing. It's like I am starting to really get into the animal side of things. Like we was talking a little while ago, I'm wanting to do a two, ra two ravens ritual, and I think you know sometimes we get so caught up on the human side of the world that we don't realize that there are animal spirits, that there's nature spirits out there. Um, that's what we are hoping to contact with whenever we're in ritual, whenever we're in circle, whenever we're working spell work. You know, we're not just doing everything for our human side. And that's why the familiars that come to people, uh, the fetches and the other magical beings, the fae, uh, the hookahs and pukas, excuse me, and some of the, 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 
the whites and, and the Nixies and things that are important to heathen folk and, and stuff like that. It's all everything that we have to work with. And it's the world. That's the one thing about why we do this is like witches go outside every day and we can see this. We see the dogs, the cats, the birds, the big critters, the little critters, and the ones that we get to see you know, in our states and around the country and around the world. These animals, you know, they were here about the same time uh, and earlier before even cavemen. So we've got to give them their the respect that they deserve and stuff. And with the ravens, they represent Woden's thoughts and memory. And I think that we need to be able to strengthen our spirits. And I think by doing this two ravens ritual that we're going to be doing at some point here in the near future, we're going to use it as like a magical catalyst of you know bringing our souls into a a better dimension uh, to deal with the web of weird and and things like that and to understand what the mysteries are from a Saxon uh, viewpoint and from a Scandinavian viewpoint and just a general heathen viewpoint overall. Uh, so, you know, ritual is very important. You know, the things that we do uh, to honor the gods, to honor ourselves, to, to it, it, it's all for one thing. We're here to protect the earth and each other and to increase our spirits, to make them go on uh, through, the, through the annals of time, through eternity. So that's why I am doing so much working in the community these days. We have Springfield Community Wiccan Church that we have on Facebook. We've got several groups on Facebook. We have, uh, which I will post the links to them as a matter of fact, we've got Raven Temple of CX Wicca on Facebook. We have uh, Missouri Druid School on Facebook. We have Pagan Men's, Pagan Men's Mysteries on Facebook. Uh, we also have um, just some other pages and things. We also are uh, getting ready to start doing readings. Uh, I'll do readings in person, online, or by phone via Cash App and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're interested in that. Matter of fact, guys, if you want to just email me and just, you know, if you have questions or if you want to say, hey, I like the podcast or whatever, all you got to do is send me an email to sylvanus93 at hotmail.com. That's S Y L. V-A-N-U-S-93, all up against each other, Sylvanus93 at Hotmail.com, and just send your questions and, and whatever, and I'll do the best to get back with you. And let me know some topics that you would like to see covered on our podcast. Uh, any magical topics, any pagan gods and goddesses that you want to talk about, any types of spirits, any type of divination, uh, just anything, women's mysteries, the whole nine yards, we will deal with it. You know, we've got a lot going on there as well. You know, we have the ability to do that. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give me a little bit of a drink, kind of relax, and not make you guys have to, uh, you know, hear me go for too long. This podcast isn't going to drag on. It's just going to be a nice, enjoyable evening, give you something to listen to as you get prepared for Samhain for yourself or for your coven or whoever it is that you're preparing for. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you this next song. This is the Circle Song 
by Craig Olson and Coyote Run. And once we get done with that, I will come back and we'll talk some more and end up the show. So, having said that, we'll be back here in just a few minutes. Spirits of the East, join our circle tonight. Move your unseen essence over and through us. Spirits of the East, guard our circle tonight. May your hope and intuition renew us. circle tonight Move your fiery essence over and through us Spirits of the south Guard our circle tonight May your fiery passion strengthen and renew us hey yo, hey yo, hey circle tonight move your liquid essence over and through us spirits of the west guard our circle tonight may your deep emotion wash and renew us hey oh hey oh hey circle tonight move your earthly essence over and through us spirits of the north join our circle tonight may the body and the stones now renew us come on hey yo hey yo Hey! 
I love that song. That was Craig Olson uh, and Coyote Run doing the Circle Song. And I hope you guys have uh, a great sound. I hope you have some great circles. Uh, I hope that you parents... Teach your kids the cool things about Samhain, about their ancestors, about their aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas that have gone on to you know to be with the gods and to be ready to move into the next life. It's just so cool to see the little ones light up whenever you tell them you know the, about magic and the fairies and things like that. I think we get so caught up in being everything you know paganist for adults and stuff like that but our children that's what our ancestors did you know they taught their children how to get out there and how to harvest and to work the fields and to know the superstitions and the the charms and things that would protect them when they went out in these times like that's one of the things about Samhain that people got to realize is you know you know we as pagans didn't know a lot about what was going on in our world we just knew enough to you know hunt and 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 fish and grow things and survive and go to war with the ones that we had to go to war with and do all this other stuff so it's like you know these are some important things to you know to to teach your kids and learn one thing if you get a chance and you do want to start teaching your kids about your traditions and things and you want to kind of have a little bit of a uh, a uh a kind of a guide that you can use that would help with that. I highly recommend the Family Wicca book by Ashlyn Ogea. Um, just a very good book. It's got a lot of ideas and information about how you can effectively bring witchcraft and paganism to your kids in a way that also can help you to establish a, a viable and working family tradition. My pa my parents were not pagan. They were they weren't even really Christian. I mean my mom believes in God and things like that. And I'm sure my old man before he got before he passed did too, but it wasn't like they ever tried to beat me over the head with the Bible or anything. So like with that going on, I found, I got into Christianity myself. Like I've told in other stories and other videos and things like that. That you know I came to paganism and witchcraft through Christianity and such, but I think now that I've been, you know, like I said, now that I've been, uh, you know, a pagan priest for over 25 years and involved in paganism for 30 in general, it's like I've learned a lot and I'm still learning a lot. It's like, you know, it's like everything is brand new. You know, there's nothing... It's, it's like you're, you're always learning something. You're always learning a new bit of lore. You're always learning something about a, the, an aspect of the gods. You're learning about how pagan communities worked in ancient times, you know, even back in the times of the cavemen and things like that. And that's why we can say that for us, Samhain as a time to honor our ancestors and things like that is just... It's it's very cool, you know. Very well. We have Dios de los Muertos, the the Day of the Dead for the uh, uh, Spanish Americans and some various other cultures and things like that. So this time of year, a lot of people are honoring those that have gone on before, and uh, you know, working magic to uh, you know to kind of you know bring themselves together with those that are alive and with them, and to learn. Because that's the one thing 
It's like when we, we, when we talk to our spirit guides, when we talk to our familiars, when we talk to the gods and we work divination and these different things, it's like we're looking for information to see, well, what the heck's going on? And Samhain is our time to do it. So I hope you guys get a chance to, you know, really uh, get out there and have fun with your families, have fun with your covens and, and, and stuff like that. And... Um, Oh man, I just hope. I just hope. I just want to say, after the way things have been going these last few years, I hope that I'm able to do another podcast this time next year and not have any craziness go on. Because, like I said earlier, I want everybody to be safe and unmolested by any of these machinations of these right wing jerk offs that want to take away our rights to be pagan and to be women, have to, to to you know live as a free woman. And for the LGBTQ community to love those that they want to love. I think it's just pretty crappy myself. And so it's like, you know, we got to have a chance to be uh, more pagan and things like that. So it's like, take advantage of it. Don't, don't let it slip out from your grasp because here pretty soon, if others that are supposedly our countrymen have their way, they're going to take it away from us. And I don't want them to do that. So, you know, also, what I want to do is I want to take a minute. And I've been, you know, putting this out on our Raven Temple of Siax Weka page. Uh, every day I try to put some new informational things uh, for our group, mem- group members and such that come along. Like today I posted a PDF dealing with Hogan and Moonen. Uh, I put up the Anglo-Saxon magic and medicine uh, from uh, 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 a Saxon YouTuber and stuff. But also, yesterday I found the Nine Herbs Charm. And this is what I want to kind of end the show on. And we're going to go with it like this. The Nine Herbs Charm. Remember, Mugwort, what you brought to pass, what you read at Regmeld. You've called Una the most ancient plant. You defeat three. You defeat thirty. You defeat you defeat venom. You defeat air illness. You defeat the whore who stalks the land. And you, waybred plant mother, you're open to the east, yet mighty within. Carts creaked over you. Women rode over you. Over you brides bellowed. Over you bulls snorted. You withstood it all, and you pushed back. You withstood venom. You withstood air illness. You withstood the horror who travels over land. Now this plant is called Stoon, she who grows on stone. She defeats venom. She grinds away pain. She's called Sith, she who withstands venom and chases away malice and casts out pain. This is the plant that fought against the worm. She is mighty against venom. She is mighty against air illness. She is mighty against the whore who travels over land. You, venom loath, go now. The less from the great, the great from the less, until for both her receives a remedy. Remember, chamomile, what you brought to pass, and you accomplished accomplished at Alifert. That no one should lose their life to disease, save for him chamomile was prepared. Finally, this plant is known as Wergaloo, 
who a seal sent over sea ridges to aid against venom. These nine plants defeat nine venoms, a worm called slithering, and yet he killed no one, for wise Woden took nine glory twigs and smote the serpent who flew into nine parts. There apple overcame venom, there the worm would never find shelter. Phila and Fennel, a most mighty pair, the wise Lord shaped these plants, while he holy hung in the heavens. He sent them from the seven worlds, seven ages of man, for wretched and wealthy alike. She stands against pain, she stands against venom, she is potent against three and against thirty, against a foe's hand, against great guile, against malice and bewitchment, from animal and spirit. Now may the nine plants do battle against nine glory fleers, against nine venoms, and against nine air diseases, against the red venom, against the running venom, against the white venom, against the blue venom, against the yellow venom, against the green venom, against the black venom, against the blue venom, against the brown venom, against the purple venom, against worm blister, against water blister, against thorn blister, against thistle blister, against ice blister, against venom blister. If any venom comes flying from the east or comes from the north or any from the west over folk, Christ stood over folks of illness over every kind, yet I alone know water running where the nine serpents guard. Now may all plants arise, seas ebb, all salt water, when I blow this venom from you. And yeah, that was the nine herbs charm. And I just love it. There's a lot there. Um, it alludes to Odin hanging on Yggdrasil, uh, uh, about to go into hell to take up the rooms, which is wisdom and stuff. And it's like, that's why I say uh, herbalism is an important part of witchery. Um, another thing, I recommend if you can get the chance, if you really want to dive more into the herbal stuff, I have the first three books. I need the next two. The Green, Witch of, the Green Witchcraft books by Anna Mora, uh, 1, 2, and 3, I think they are very important to have in your library uh, because, you know, there is a lot of information that she gives on how you can be a green witch, a hedge witch, and stuff like that. So every witch of every kind is, is open and able to uh, have this come on. So... Just before we get ready to end this and stuff and give you our last little bit of, of a musical endeavor, I just want to say I'm going to put all the links for everything important, our Facebook page, um, all the stuff like that, stuff for Alaric because his book's coming out. Um, also, I encourage you to like, uh, comment, and subscribe on my videos at A Pagan Perspective on YouTube. And I also uh, encourage you to check out A Pagan Perspective on Patreon. We're trying to grow our community. We're trying to help get things going for Springfield Community Wiccan Church um, and some other things. And there are exclusive things on there for the various tiers for you to uh, go through. Uh, there's polls. Um, you get shout-outs and videos and podcasts. We're going to have some merch. 
Um, we're going to have giveaways and contests for things like athames and books and incense and other types of items and stuff like that. So we're going to have all the information uh, in, in the show notes. And I also just want to say, you know, I appreciate you guys. And it's like I want to have everybody, you know, have a great sound. It was cool to be able to have this little show. Just take an hour out of your time, talk to you about why we come together, what's important for me and the people that I'm connected to and why we come together, and what we've got coming up. So having said that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this last little bit of, of, a, of a musical outro, and then you'll be seeing me again here pretty soon for the Yule uh, uh, episode of the podcast, plus videos on our YouTube channel. And some other things. So having said that, we'll get to you this last little bit. Uh, the, uh, let me see, what is this? The Quarter Farewell from Isaac Bonowitz and his crew of merry people. And this is Raven Sylvanus Treewalker, the Order of Standing Oak, and priest of Raven Temple of CX Wicca here in Springfield, Missouri, saying, Blessed be, blessings of the old gods to you all. And may you find what you are seeking, this Samhain. And also, uh, while you're at it, if you are interested in getting a reading, I can do in-person, online, Zoom call, and, and other readings. I can do tarot, I can do rune, I can do pendulum. And uh, I'll, uh, if you uh, message me or uh, email me, I can give you the information about what the suggested donation is. Uh, this helps me out, and that way we can expand the show and things like that. So, yeah, we're going to be doing tarot readings and things for people, too. So having said that, I've gone a little bit farther than I wanted to. But anyway, to all the pagan folks, men, women, children, I love you all, and blessed be.